With this week's CU Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre first, followed by inside linebacker Kenneth Olobode and quarterback Seth Olufau. First of all, you know, talk about Nelson Spruce for just a minute. Um, you know, breaking the record, and uh, he, uh, you know, he he broke a record, which is awesome, and it's going to stand for a while. Um, but the thing about Nelson is, he's a phenomenal student. He's a phenomenal person. He's a great leader. Um, he's going to be a success um, in whatever he decides to do. I definitely feel like he'll play at the next level for a while. Um, but um, I know one thing, whatever he decides to do business-wise or investment-wise, I'm going to find out what it is. And, uh, um, and he'll, he'll be um, probably hiring some of our guys and um, one day to work with him and for him. And uh, I just he's a great player, but he's even a, a better all-around person and um, just been a pleasure to coach and to have on our football team. Uh, Stanford, uh, excellent, excellent football team. Um, they are a, a powerful football team is a good way to explain them offensively and defensively. Um, and uh, uh, Coach Shaw's done a, a great job there um, with Stanford and their players. Um, their quarterback, um, Kevin Hogan, I think is a very, very good player. He can make all the throws. He does a great job. He completely understands their offense. Um, it, I really believe, you know, I've heard Coach Shaw when I was in the Bay Area and then now here, they get a lot on their quarterback. He'll go up there with probably three or four different calls when he walks up to the line of scrimmage on certain things they're going to do. And he's able to handle all of it and get them in the right run or get them in the right play. He makes the engine roll, and uh, he, he's excellent. Um, and then, of course, McCafferty at, at tailback, receiver, returner. I guess he's on the field all the time. And I, for a minute there, I kind of got worried because they had a number five on defense. I said, wow, is he doing that too? But they had double numbers, uh, but he probably could. So uh, they've got an excellent football team, and our guys are excited about playing Saturday. And uh, we'll kick off at, at 11, which will be going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, Colorado day too. Back, back to Nelson for just a moment. With, with the numbers he's put up, and I know the style of football has changed, and so it's, it's kind of altered stance a little bit. But, uh, so that, that doesn't take away from the numbers you're seeing from him and really undermine what he's done during the course of his career. No, I, I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, football is, it changes all the time and it adapts, and you know he's he could play in any style of offense, any style, and, and would excel. Um, and we've just been able to get him the ball. And he's the other thing; he's stayed durable, he stayed healthy, um, he's always come with great work ethic, he's always been prepared to play every game, and uh, that's also the credit for him having so many catches and such um, his longevity, so to speak. He just keeps showing up every day. And uh, that's, a, that's a credit to his toughness and his mental toughness and the way he takes care of his body. Coach, on McCaffrey, did you try to recruit him or, or, or was that what you mean told he wanted to go to Stanford from the get-go? Um, yeah, we, no, no, we definitely tried to recruit him, but uh, I think um, he was probably going to Stanford all along there for a minute. Um, and, uh, um, but he's a heck of a player, and, of course, we would, wouldn't have loved to have him here. Um, that was kind of when I was. It was kind of when I was coming in, and that was the first year we were here. And but it was kind of already down the road a ways. Wait, Ray recruiting has sped up so much. If you don't really know about them a bunch by their least by the middle of their junior year, you're already behind the eight ball in a way, unless they're a late bloomer. Coach Stanford's got uh, the number one total defense in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, your offense actually. Uh, can play last week over 500 yards of total offense. How important is it for them 
to have kind of hit their stride last week when they come up against one of the conference's best defenses? Oh, they're excellent on defense. They're, they're strong and powerful up front. And uh, they, they do a good job of controlling the line of scrimmage and you know, harassing the quarterback, so to speak, with, usually with just four rushers. Um, and their secondary does a good job of covering. Uh, they're, they're a good, very good football team. We're definitely going to have to move the ball and score points to uh, be able to have an opportunity to win. And I think that we are being able to do a lot of things and utilizing a lot of different weapons. And uh, so that's helping us. And we've just got to finish out some plays that we had a chance to finish out last week. And if we would have finished out some plays, um, we would have won the football game. And, uh, but, so we have, we have to do that this Saturday. There's no doubt about it. Coach, uh, Sefo is something like 230 yards away from breaking the all-time school's passing record. What does that say about him, especially how much he's been, you know, how durable he's been and how tough he's been? Oh, yeah, it sounds a lot about Sefo. And, um, and I, you know, especially doing it here in, in the Pac-12, which is an excellent conference. And, um, you know, he's kind of grown with our team as our team's grown. And um, he's uh, made a lot of plays for us and, and done a lot of really good things. And, um, I mean, you know, that's a, a great honor for him. I know he would like to have more W's um, along with that, and uh, that that that's going to continue to come for him. And I thought that you know he, he he did some really good things Saturday also. Coach, it used to be Stanford and the pro style attack was kind of the norm in college football. Now it's not. Going against all these spread teams does it make it a, a tough team to prepare for? I, I well, uh, yes, um, just because of who they're handing the ball to and who's throwing it, and <laughs> those big tight ends they got, they got excellent players. Um, makes it the toughest. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do a little bit of combination of tight ends and fullbacks and running. So hopefully that pays off for us. And that's one of the reasons we do that is so we can be prepared for every type of offense because um, you don't have any preseason games and that type of thing like you do in pro football. Um, so you have to be prepared. And um, they, they, are very, um, they do a very good job at what they do. David Shaw does a good job with their multiple um, groups and um, Bloomgroom, their uh, offensive coordinator, too. We, we were together at the Jets. Um, so uh, it, they do a good job with what they do. Coach, could you talk a little bit more about McCaffrey, breaking down as an athlete and as a football player, what makes him so good, especially in the running game, and then what you need to do to, if not stop him, keep him in check? Well, um, he, he has excellent vision, number one. To be a really good runner, um, you have to have excellent vision. He's able to... He's, he's powerful, even though he doesn't look powerful when you see him in person. Um, he, he's a very powerful runner, has a great body lean. And he can, he can make himself small in the hole. Um, that sounds funny, but he can get to a hole and turn sideways and hard to get hit and slip through it and be able to keep moving forward and still have power. Um, and then the other thing is he's extremely fast. I mean, he's extremely fast. So he's able to pull away from guys that have a little bit of angles on him, um, able to get, gain some more yards. Um, and then he's a tough runner. Um, he, he, he doesn't tiptoe. He doesn't hesitate. He's a tough runner. So, and then they move him out at receiver because he has excellent hands. So he's kind of an all-purpose guy. I guess that's why he leads the country in it. Coach, um, Seth Lufo, I think his best characteristics were shown in that game Saturday, leadership, his toughness. Would you agree with that? And would you explain how important his leadership and toughness is towards this football team? Yeah, he, he did some excellent things there. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, he, you know. I think we've talked enough. I mean, about his toughness. I mean, he, he exudes that every Saturday. Um, and then his leadership to keep fighting, keep bouncing back, keep 
competing um, was, you know, was really good. And, you know, he doesn't hang his head when he, um, you know, he's made some bad throws, so he doesn't get upset about that. But he's also made some great throws, and we've, we've dropped some balls. And he doesn't get upset. He just keeps playing. And I think, that's a, I think that's why the guys on the offense keep playing for him. They all keep pushing. They keep fighting. And uh, so I think that that's um, a, a credit to his temperament and his attitude and his selflessness. Like uh, UCLA is known more for its speed. Uh -huh. has success with them. Stanford is known more for its uh, power and physicality. How do you match up with that compared to the speed teams? Oh, wow. Well, well, I guess we'll find out Saturday. I mean, I'm not. Uh, they're, they're they're very powerful. We'll have to stay on our blocks. We'll have to uh, our runner running backs will have to hit the hole and you know slice through some arm tackles, that type of thing, um, to be able to to run the football. Um, but uh, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, sustain on our blocks long enough that our running backs can get going. Sustain on our blocks long enough that we can throw the ball downfield. Um, offensively, um, they're you know it's very unique. Their offensive line. I've watched all the games. They got the same five offensive linemen, and they're good, and they've stayed healthy, and they keep playing, so they've gotten in a rhythm. Um, their running backs are really good. But their offensive line is excellent. So how we play up front and how we um, stay stable, and you know, um, hopefully our linebackers stay healthy, um, and uh, we can be able to to fit the run up like we need to. It's going to be a physical physical game, um, but I think their offensive line. Oh, they have great weapons everywhere, but that offensive line staying healthy all year long um, has really helped them um, stay being able to be physical and keep running the football. Same way really on their, their defensive front, those guys are the same guys I kept seeing. So uh, they've been able to stay healthy, which I don't think that was the case for them as much last year. When you were at San Jose, did you look at Stanford as a program that you know maybe someday you wanted to model a program after? Uh, I thought it was an excellent program, but no, it wasn't one that I looked to model after. Um, but I thought it was an excellent program. I thought that you know Coach Harbaugh did a good job there, and then Coach Shaw did a great job taking over and keeping it running and, and, and going like it is. And we, we played them um, um, at San Jose State. Um, so it was, you know, I thought they were really excellent program, but it wasn't one that I was trying to, to model after. Um, but I thought they were an excellent program. Who might have you looked at as a model? Um, well, you know, the, the people that I coached under, uh, you know, um, David Cutcliffe at Duke and um, Bill Parcells at the Cowboys and the Jets. I mean, when I was at the Cowboys and, um, you know, other coaches that I coached under through the years, looking at that. Um, but, you know, we were a whole – Stanford's unique. Um, San Jose State's a great school, but it's, it's not Stanford University. Stanford University is a unique. Every place you are is unique to different things. You kind of mold it to what fits you, you model it where you are after what's best for your school. Coach, there was a, there was a moment at the end of the game where Seppo uh, looked at the injured kid say it was going to come on, and then Seppo waved him off and continued to play. As a coach, what's going through your head at that point? Is it just you have to sit and let – Sapo do his thing on the field? No, here's exactly what happened. Um, we called timeout because he got sacked. Um, he got up slow, so the, so the trainers ran out to him. So the trainers looked at him, brought off, and they said he's okay to go back in. Well, when the trainers go out, the rule is if the trainers go out, unless you call a timeout, he can't go back in. So it was a two-minute situation. We weren't going to have another timeout. So I got Cade ready when I saw that was going on, and then they said Sefo can go. 
I said, well, we can't, we're not going to be able to get him back out of the game. We can't call another timeout. And the referee said he could go back in. So that's why he went back in. So that's kind of what happened. It happened all fast. and Everybody sees him, but that's exactly what happened. If we wouldn't have been able to do a timeout, he would have been out of the game because the trainers went out there. But if they would have told me he couldn't have gone, he wouldn't have been back in that game, no matter if he would have waved him off or not. But they said, he's okay. He can go. So. Hey, Coach, uh, crazy ending that Duke-Miami uh, game. Is, uh -huh. that, is that a teaching lesson? I mean, do you, do you show the kids that play? And, I mean, is, is that a learning lesson? Can you, can you teach them something from that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they always keep playing. Um, both teams did. Um, I think that's the thing you, you learn from it. Um, you know, that's, there's a lot of controversy going on on that, and I'm pretty sure it's going to change how we interpret um, instant replay now in the future. And that, that's pretty, that hits pretty close to home for me. Um, I saw it on the airplane and uh, was yelling at the top of my lungs. And <laughs> I, I, uh, I wasn't sure the knee was down, but I, I saw the clip, the, the clip on the 15-yard line after the knee was that, that, that backed up in Duke's area. Um, and uh, text Coach Cut right as I got off the airplane. Um, so, it, you know, that's a, that's a tough uh, way, thing all the way around um, for, for everybody involved in it. Because, um, you know, Miami feels like they did a great thing. Duke feels like then, then all the controversy swam around. So, it, it, no doubt it'll change something the way we, uh, way we do uh, instant replay and the way we um, officiate the game at the end there. I don't know what it is, but it'll change something. Coach, I'm sure you guys have watched the uh, Northwestern-Stanford game. What is it that Northwestern did to help that offense to stay strong? Uh, Northwestern played um, well on defense, and to me, Stanford wasn't really clicking the first game. Um, you know, traveling, you know, all the way to Chicago, long travel, opening game, afternoon game, long trip. Um, sometimes you just don't do as well as you'd like to. I think maybe if Northwestern would have came all the way to Palo Alto, it might have been a different result because it was a close game. Um, and then they've kind of taken off from there. And give Northwestern credit, they're a good football team. I mean, they're, they're a good football team. But they just didn't seem like they were clicking um, like they're clicking now. Have you had a chance to see the 30 for 30 special yet? Um, I, I've seen a, a, just a little bit. I haven't watched the whole thing. Um, our team, we're going to open up our team room tonight for our guys to watch it. Some of them will come here, some have class, some have them different things, but uh, I know we're all excited about watching it. Okay, I was going to ask your impressions of it, but if you haven't no, seen it. I haven't, haven't seen it yet. We'll wait until tomorrow. Okay. You ran down sort of the attributes that make McCaffrey such an effective runner. Does he remind you of anyone you've either coached, played against, watched? Um. Sometimes running backs kind of have that similar styles. Right. Uh, uh, he, he uh, um, I, don't, I don't remember a guy as, that can do as many things as he does as far as kick return, punt return, catch the ball out of the backfield. He kind of has attributes on all of it. I think the thing, to me, the most amazing thing to me is um, when you meet Christian, I mean, he's 5'10". You know, he looks like he weighs 150. He really weighs 200. Um, if he walked in this room, you'd say, that's not him. I mean, he's just, he's really talented. He's very good, very fast, very fearless. Um, I, I don't know, um, you know, he, I think, he, you know, he's, you look at him and say, can he run the ball up inside? Yes, he can run the ball up inside. He, can he bounce it outside? Yes, he can, he can do a little bit of all of it. He, he's just a really good football player. Um, I don't know who he reminds me of at this time. I'll probably think of it walking out of here, but uh, 
uh, I think in his own in, in his own world, uh, I think he's um, I think he's a I think he's a special type of athlete. I really do. I saw him play in high school, um, and I, honestly, when I saw him play in person in high school, I couldn't believe how fast he was. I mean, he was by far there wasn't anybody close to him on the field, and uh, he's you know he's that fast out here too. Some people had doubts whether he would be able to play running back. At this right, because when you see him, that your your first thought is. You're, you know, you're thinking, wow, can he take the punishment? But he can, and he, he dishes it out, too. I mean, he's a really good player. And he's gotten, he's gotten stronger and, and bigger. Um, so uh, um, as rumor has it, his, I think his grandfather was a, a, an Olympian. Yeah, Olympian, yeah. yeah. So he got all his speed and athleticism off his mother's side is the, is the rumor out there. Chris, didn't you have a couple guys get concussions in the game? Yes, we did. Um, uh, Jared Coe had one. Jared Koo, excuse me, and he had one, um, and uh, Jay McIntyre had one. It looks like Jared um, uh, probably won't be back. It looks like Jay might have a chance. What's the defensive mentality playing a quarterback that's comfortable in the pocket but can also scramble? <sighs> a little nervous because <laughs> he can do both. Um, you know, Hogan can really run, and I, I, don't, I think that's something that people might overlook at times. Um, but he's able to sit in the pocket. The thing that he does really well is he, he understands where he's supposed to go with the ball. He gets him in the right protections, gets him in the right um, running plays, like I said earlier. Um, but last week in the game, and I think a little bit because of the weather, um, they ran him a little bit more. Um, and, and I assume they'll run him more against us because we had a little bit of problem stopping a running quarterback in one of our games. So I think they'll see that and, and utilize that. So we've got to be prepared for that. Um, but I don't think they want to run him all the time. But I think when they need to, um, he's capable of doing that. So you have to be, um, when you're rushing in your rush lanes, you have to be very careful in your rush lanes and not open them wide open. Um, but that makes it tough sometimes too because if you're not a little bit reckless on your pass rush sometimes, it's hard to get past that tackle to get to the quarterback. So his ability to run does hamper your pass rush a little bit. There's no doubt. Like uh, on the injury front again, uh, you talk about uh, Severson, Moeller, and Atkins. Yes, um, Severson has a, a, a chance to be back. Um, he was out there running around today, um, did some of the practice, and then we slowed him down, iced it up to see how it's going to be tomorrow. Um, I hope he'll be back at least on special teams. We'll see. Ryan Mulder will not be back, and um, Atkins will not be back. Have you made a decision on Atkins? Uh, no, we're still trying to get him well. He's still trying to run and do some things. and. Um, right now, as of today, it didn't like he'd be back. We might know more Thursday. Anything else for Coach? Yep. So when you face a team like Stanford, like they have a identity, mm -hmm. big, strong, powerful. They've been that way. Whether it was with Andrew Luck, even a quarterback, they've always kind of had that identity. You know what you're going to get from them. There are other schools in the conference, Arizona State, Oregon, who have that same thing. As you're building this program, what are you hoping for to become, I guess, CU's identity? Right. Um, well, we want to we want to be a football team that is, is physical and defense and athletic, uh, which I think we're getting there. Um, we're not close to it yet, but I think we've made strides there. Um, we're more athletic. I think you've heard that other teams say that. Um, I think you have to be. Um, offensively, I want to be a team that's balanced, that can be able to run and throw it, I think, and, and be physical. I think we've showed um, good portions of that and then showed bad portions at times. Um, but I think you have to be balanced um, on that situation. 
Um, and then, I, you know, um, so that's where we're headed and looking for. And we want to be, uh, you know, more and more physical. I thought this last game, we've, we've had some games where you'd say CU was the most physical football team on the field. Um, that didn't, that happened, that hasn't happened, but it's starting to happen more and more often. And then when you watch us play, you go, wow, they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe for a while. And they are looking physical. So I think that we're getting bigger and stronger. Um, we still got a ways to go. Um, so our, our identity would be able to be a balanced offense. Um, and uh, on defense, I'd like us to be more physical and, and very athletic. Anything else for Coach? All right, thank you. Can you tell us what kind of special uh, uh, problems the Stanford offense is going to present? Um, I mean, there are a lot of big guys up front, and they're going to just try to pound the ball. I mean, like they've done all year, uh, done in the past, and they have a great running back, Christian McCaffrey, and, and if we let him go loose, he'll, he'll, he'll hurt us. On film, it's not easy to underestimate Christian McCaffrey. He obviously stands out, whether it's kick returning or running or catching the ball. But your coach just said a few minutes ago, when you see him in person, you know, he's just kind of an unassuming guy. He's not too big, doesn't look too powerful. When you see him on film, just talk about what makes him so successful. Uh, he runs hard, runs with a purpose, and he hits that hole going downhill, and he won't let one person bring him down. Kenneth, uh, Christian's obviously very good, but when you watch him when he has his best games, he's not getting hit until three four yards. Pass the line of scrimmage. That, offense, that offensive line is very good too. Can you talk about um, how good they are up front and how big of a challenge that's going to be for you guys in the front seven? Uh, up front, those, those are some big boys too, and um, they work really, really well with their technique. And they get off, uh, they get up to the second level and make sure the running backs don't get touched. Um, I think we just have to play strong, play stout, and and hit them in the mouth is the best thing we can do. Kenneth, do you? Like a physical game being a linebacker? I mean, is that your kind of game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a fun game to get to hit those linemen all the time. Kenneth, just going back a few weeks to the Oregon game with that scary leg injury, could you kind of talk about exactly what happened there and, and what the recovery process was like for you? Um, so I like I think it was like the fifth play of the game. I had uh, got landed on, kind of rolled up on, and someone kneed me in kind of my calf and. And I just figured it was a dead leg, just play it off, keep playing. And as the game went on, it was getting worse and worse. And then come third quarter, got to the point where I just couldn't play anymore. So I came off, and then I found out I had surgery, which is kind of crazy. Um, but the recovery, I felt it wasn't going to take me that long because I knew right after surgery, once that I could walk kind of in a way, that it, I wasn't in any pain. So it would just be how fast I'd be able to start running and cutting would be like, as soon as I could come back. They had to drain your leg. Could you kind of explain what, what they had to do? Uh, I guess so. They had, so yeah, they, what they told me is there's you have your skin, then there's the fascia, and then the muscle. So they basically cut my skin open to have the fascia swell up out of the skin, and they cut that. So I just had to wait for that to heal over the muscle. Was there ever a doubt that you wouldn't play again, or was that ever a consideration? Was that, was that ever a fear? Uh, not to me. Uh, <laughs> definitely not to me. I was going to do whatever it took to, to get back on the field. The Broncos had a player writing more about the exact same thing. Did you read up on it at all? Did you talk to anyone about it? Yeah, I, uh, they told me about his, his uh, experience with it. 
But I guess he had waited a lot longer, so it, it was a lot more damaging to his, his body than it was to me. Just to follow up on that, but at some point you were informed that that can be a very serious oh, yeah. even career or limb-threatening injury. You mm -hmm. knew that at some point, right? Yeah, I knew that. They told me that. That's why we had to have, I had to have surgery right away. So the uh, centerpiece of Stanford's offense is obviously Christian McCaffrey. At least he's what everyone's talking about. But their quarterback is very good. He's mm -hmm. accurate. He knows how to get to all his receivers. He leads drives. What are you guys planning to do to stop him? Um, that comes with watching film and, and being smart, being able to stop the run game, first of all, because everything's set up off the run game. So we have to stop the run, of course, and that helps eliminate play action, and that helps us, uh, helps our safeties be able to play high and, and be able to make plays. Uh, hope not. I hope not. I know he knows a lot of those guys on that team, and and I'm sure it's really fun for him to be out there as well. Has he given you any grief this week? He actually has given me more advice than grief. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> for now at least. Uh, thanks, guys. No problem. I like Thank you. Still those shoes from UCLA player. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've had these before. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. No problem. Jeffo, you've had heartbreaking defeats here before, but where did Saturday's kind of disappointment lie for you? Uh, I think pretty high up because as a team, we felt like we really had that game. and <clears throat> We didn't start off the best, but you know we fought our way back and we took the lead. But uh, it's another one of those games where we weren't able to finish and uh, close the game out. Yeah, you know, it, it hurt pretty bad, I guess. You know, it's uh, part of the game. I think that, uh, you know, obviously you want to stay in and play in the game. You know, I think you know, after that I threw a ball just fine. And then, you know, obviously I threw the pick, uh, which hurt the team. But, you know, as of now, you know, I, I feel great. You know, I'm ready to go for Stanford. Um, you just, you just got to heal up and, and get ready for the next game, next play. And it was a risk? Yeah. A lot of positives, you know, I think especially from an offensive perspective, where we move the ball up and down the field, it's just a matter of not being able to punch the ball in the end zone. Uh, you, know, you know, when you go down there, you really want to get points. Um, in our case, we want to get touchdowns, and, you know, we weren't able to do that on Saturday, which is really frustrating because we were moving the ball so well um, to get into the red zone and to, I guess, stop ourselves uh, after watching the film, stopping ourselves is really frustrating. Seppo, you guys, uh, it, it seemed like you got the monkey off your back winning a Pac-12 away game against Oregon State. Do you feel like you, you took a step back against UCLA by not being able to close? I mean, how do you get back into the mindset of knowing that your team has the capability to go on the road in the Pac-12 and finish games and win games? I don't necessarily know if it was a step back. I just think it was just one of those games where we have to be able to finish and there were a lot of good things that we did, and then, you know, obviously we weren't able to finish, which is uh, attributed to a couple of mistakes uh, in every facet of the game. And so, you know, we just got to go. We already looked at the film, you know, fixed it, and uh, make sure we don't do it again this week against Stanford. How do you feel about getting Shea Fields back? 
I, great feeling. You know, Shea Fields is a really great receiver. To have him out there is another weapon to use against the defense. And, you know, it's always good to have someone back, especially after you think their injury is a lot more serious than uh, it actually was. On offense, Stanford obviously is a big, strong, powerful, physical football team. It's kind of what they're known for. Are they the same way on defense? Do they play a more physical brand of football than some of the other teams you face in the Pac-12? <clears throat> Uh, yes and no. You know, I think they're they're a big physical team, and they want to challenge us on the outsides, which kind of packs the box. And so, I think they'll be a strong team. You now, like just like every other Pac-12 team, uh, maybe a little more so um, from looking at kind of film for the second time this week. And so, <clears throat> it's going to have to kind of see how we go into the game and see how they play us. You know, it could be different than what they've done to other teams. <coughs> Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, I, it's just, I don't really care about records or none of this team really cares about records unless it's, you know, wins and losses. And, you know, we're just focusing on this week against a really good Stanford team and uh, trying to focus on controlling what we can control, especially on offense and not hurting ourselves with penalties or, or missed assignments. And we just want to play a close to perfection, game, uh, close to perfect game as we possibly can. Just like every other one, I mean, <clears throat> you just take the next game that, that's up and you just go out there and win it or do your best to win the game. You know, I think that if you try and put an emphasis on all four games at once, it could really hurt a team. And just want to go out there and, and just focus on Stanford this week. I don't want to focus on anyone else after that. You know, you just come up. You know, focus on what Stanford does, you know, from an offensive perspective and uh, just try and focus on executing. They had a tough game last week. What, what, what did Washington State do that kept them in the game? Because they, they had a chance to win at the end, as I'm sure you know. It's a very close game, maybe surprisingly close game. What did you see? Yeah, I think Washington State is also a really good team, and they played them tough the whole game, you know, some turnovers. Um, were also a factor in that game. Uh, I think the weather a little bit. If I, I was watching it live, and so, you know, I, I just think every Pac-12 team is really good this year. Um, there's, you know, no bye weeks even when you play a game, and or yeah, and so, you try to go out there and, and play, play as best you can, uh, and try and, I guess, capitalize on other people's mistakes and try and play a really consistent game, uh, and so. We just got to go out there and play our best game that we possibly can because Stanford's a really good team. You know, they deserve the ranking that they have, and so we just want to go out there and play. Seppo, it seemed like you guys moved the ball with relative ease between the 20s. What would be the key for you guys to get better in terms of your red zone offense? Just execution. I think down the red zone we kind of got there and we're, I wouldn't say satisfied, but <clears throat> there was kind of a, uh, you know, we finally we got to the red zone now, and, uh, maybe a little bit of complacency. You know, I couldn't really tell you exactly what it was, but uh, just after watching the game, it was just kind of little mistakes here or there from every position. And <clears throat> we should have punched the ball in so many times. And it's just frustrating, you know, to, especially because we ran so many plays against them and we knew they were tired. And um, just something we could fix. And uh, hopefully uh, we can take care of it this week against Stanford. But does it feel like the offense is hitting its stride after last week? Was strong chunk of the guys five of the yards total offense? I think so. You know, I think that 
for the most part this year we've been struggling, but against uh, UCLA, you know, we followed the game plan. Uh, we did our job for the most part, and uh, it's just come down to it comes down to finishing drives. And I think if we can put them all together now, uh, it will be a really hard offense to stop. How much versatility do you see from Donovan Lee, and what has he meant to the offense? Oh, Donovan is very versatile. You know, you've seen him in the slot. You've seen him at running back. It, the offense, or pardon me, the defense never really knows kind of what he's doing because sometimes we'll put him in the backfield and then we'll motion him out uh, to wide receiver or we'll have him at wide receiver and we'll motion back into running back. And so he's a, definitely a, a dual guy that the defense has to worry about a little bit more because there's so many things that we can do with him. Can you uh, talk specifically about the offensive line? Uh, you guys had a terrific running week and, uh, uh, against uh, UCLA. Talk about that. Yeah, they did a really good job all week in preparation in terms of uh, blocking for our running backs and, and me when I ran the ball. And that carried over into the game against UCLA. And I applaud them. You know, they did a really good job opening up the holes. And the running backs did a really good job of uh, finding those holes and, and uh, splitting the crease. And especially the one. Uh, I want to say it was third or fourth quarter. Had the deep pass of Devin and um, the play right after that. Um, you know, we ran a play that we ran probably about seven or eight times. And uh, the old line kind of pulled them, pushed them, I guess, five extra yards. And so uh, they did a really good job uh, last week against UCLA in terms of the run game. Hey, Seppo, not talking about records again, but uh, you're within range of breaking the all-time passing markets. What would that mean to you? From, I know that you're, you're a team guy, but on a personal level, what would that mean? Uh, It'd be good, I guess. I mean, uh, I'd really like to win over everything, but uh, I guess <clears throat> to to break the, the record uh, would be just an attribute to the receivers and the linemen especially and the running backs and everyone else because, you know, I can't sit back there and throw if the line don't block from, doesn't block for me and uh, if the receivers drop the ball or I, I throw a bad pass, you know, it's not all possible. So it, it's not only just my record, but my teammates as well. So, with only two more home games remaining, is there additional pressure to try to win here at home in front of the fan base? No, I don't think so. You know, I, like I said earlier, you just take it one game at a time and uh, just focus on the game that's upcoming. And obviously, you want to win at home and, and protect your home field. And, you know, that's our goal each time we go out there and play. And so, uh, we kind of treat it as that and um, just focus on the next game. Anything else for Seppo? Thank you. Thanks, guys.